Chapter 5. The Light Okay, I've got one. Long ago, in these very woods, lived an old Indian warrior, I began. Hey, is this about Ava's dad? Seth asked sarcastically. Seriously, it's not tasteful for us to joke about each other's races like that, Jason said, eyeballing Seth. If other people heard us talking like this, they would think we're all racist or something. Relax, Jay. We're just kidding. We don't mean anything by it. Besides, Ike is the one who called the warrior an Indian, he answered. I agree with Jason. We sound ignorant, Josie said, adding her thoughts. I braced for Seth to come back with a Jewish joke, but it thankfully didn't come. She wouldn't let anyone know it, but those highly offended her. Anyway, as I was saying, this old Native American warrior was left behind by his people when the Spanish and English settled this area, left here for a purpose, left here to protect something, something secret. I was telling my story in fragmented statements for effect. I hope it was working. I watched my audience closely as I continued to ramble my father's old campfire story. The story was building towards its climax when I noticed some of my friends weren't paying attention to me any longer. They were looking past me. At first, it was just Jason and Ava standing up to look over my shoulder into the dark forest, and then Seth and Marcos followed suit. What is it? I asked, stopping my story in its tracks. There was no answer, so I stood up and turned around quickly to look. The clearing ended about 30 feet from me, and the forest was very dense. Yet, you could see a faint light moving around amongst the trees. It looked like a flashlight, and I couldn't help but think that there must have been another person out there with us somehow. What is it? I asked my friends who had been looking at it longer than me. They slowly came over and gathered around me. I don't know, dude, Jason answered. Is it a person? Ava asked. Maybe they need help, Seth added. Maybe it's the cops and they found our vehicles illegally parked and they're going to take us in, Marcus offered somberly. It's not the cops, I answered. They would never see our cars. Plus, it's not coming from the highway. It's coming from the mountain. Hello, Jason yelled boldly, but there was no answer. The light just continued to move slowly from one tree to another in front of us. There was no sound of crunching pine cones on the ground where the person would be walking. The moving light was completely silent. By this time, we were all looking at each other in confusion. I thought about ignoring it, but the way everyone was acting, I'd be alone in trying that. I wish we had tried that. You've been out this way before, right? Ava asked. Yes. And have you ever seen anything like this? She followed. No, never, I answered as I shrugged. I was as without answers as they were. It looks like a flashlight to me, Seth decided aloud. Someone should go after it. You want to go after it? Victoria asked. No, Vicky, I said someone should, not necessarily me. He answered with a slight laugh to probably mask his fear. The thing was unnerving us all. It was so abnormal, so out of place. We were alone. We thought we were alone. Draw straws, Jason asked. Got any straws, I asked him. Rock, paper, scissors, Jason asked back. I nodded my head in agreement. The girls aren't going. Ava squeezed Jason's arm in an offer of thanks. I looked to Josie, her eyes still an amazing shade of dark yellow, and she smiled at me and whispered something I couldn't understand. I was too distracted. I wish I knew what she said. 
Two guys should go, I said to nobody in particular. Really? Two guys? Josie questioned. Because girls can't chase down lights in dark forests? Uh, I stumbled. I wasn't disqualifying them. I was just trying to be manly. Just kidding. I don't want to go. With that being cleared up, I walked over and I faced Marcos and Jason faced Seth. We counted together in unison. One, two, and on three, we threw. I defeated Marcos with my trusty rock as he went with scissors. I always threw rock first. I looked over to see that Seth had topped Jason the same way. It wasn't going to be a big deal. Jason and Marcos were simply going to go explore the light. They were to just go get answers so we could finish our night in the mountains. I certainly didn't feel upset about sending Marcos in the forest, and I'm sure Seth wasn't hitting himself about sending Jay. The guys grabbed flashlights and bundled up a bit more since they'd be leaving the warmth of the fire. We'll be back in a few minutes, Jason said, trying to reassure Ava. She stood up on her toes and kissed him softly on the lips. He looked over at Marcos and waved for him to follow. See you in a few, Marcos said to the group. He tapped his stocking cap that was stretched over his large shaved head and did a little hop like he was entering a football game. Slowly, the two guys headed into the tree line to find out what the mysterious light was. I put my arm around Josie as we watched on. Victoria and Seth quickly broke the silence by heading back to the fire and fighting over what was better, s'mores or cookies. I swear they could argue about the stupidest things. I will admit their bickering did do well to distract the rest of us from the hunt. If we just quietly stared into the dark and waited, we might have gone mad. I hit the light on my watch to see how long it had been after Victoria finished her case on white chocolate macadamia nut cookies to find it had been near an hour. I don't understand why you couldn't have just gone with them. Ava said to me, you know these woods. And leave the girls all alone? I asked quickly. Josie gave me an awkward look. We have Seth, Ava answered. And then she thought for a second. Oh, right. We all had a good laugh at that. Even Seth was laughing. So surely he didn't hear the conversation, but he didn't want to be left out. As our laughter died down, we heard someone running towards us at great speed. It had to be Jason. I can't find him, we heard Jason say as he ran into the firelight. He was panting hard. I can't find, I can't find him. Who, baby? Who can't you find? Ava asked frantically. Where's Marcos? Josie asked, observing his absence. Jason was bent over with his hands on his knees. He made a motion with his head towards the forest. Ava led him over to a chair to calm him down so he could more fully explain Everyone was confused, and we too pulled up chairs around him. When he calmed down enough from the running for what must have been a long ways, he told us what happened. I can't find Marcos anywhere, he started. We were trailing the light for a few hundred yards when the light didn't look like a light at all, but like a person. A person, I asked. Like a glowing person or something. I can't, I can't explain it. I didn't see her real well. Jason answered in a frustrated tone. It was a she? Josie asked. I don't know, but I think so. 
Anyway, Marcos and I were chasing her when she suddenly disappeared. I thought I saw her to my right and then I started after her, but Marcos must have seen her too because he ran in a different direction. By the time I realized my chase was a dead end, I lost track of him. I've been looking around the woods in that area for the last half hour and I haven't found a single sign of him or the light. He's still out there somewhere. Jason began to get more and more upset as he spoke. It's okay, we'll find him, I said, trying to calm my friend down. Ava was rubbing his shoulders to relax him, but it wasn't working. I just ran back here because I didn't know what else to do. I seriously looked everywhere. Seth grabbed Jason's flashlight and tossed it to me as he lit up his own. Time to go hiking, Ike, he said. Without words, I got up from my seat and followed after Seth in the direction Jason had just come from. I turned back to look for Josie. I wondered if she would run up and kiss me before I headed into the dark. She stood up quickly and ran after me. She jumped up and gave me a really tight hug and pecked my cold cheek with her lips. Not exactly what I was going for, but I could sense it was really sincere. Promise you'll come back, she said. Gee whiz, it's only the woods, I answered. Everyone is overreacting. Josie nodded her head in agreement as I said it. My mind wandered through all the possibilities as Seth and I quietly explored the woods. Where could Marcos have gone? What was the light? Could Marcos have run into the mountain lion that took out the elk in the original clearing? The thought sickened my stomach and it brought up a feeling of genuine fear in my gut. We searched and we searched by flashlight for three hours before finally giving up on the hunt. There was absolutely no trace of him. We had covered the entire area of the light and even doubled back by the cars on the highway. We even crossed the alleged Hopi Trail twice with no luck. We headed back to camp knowing the others would be beyond worried about us. No words were exchanged between Seth and myself as we hiked back. I wasn't even aware Seth could be quiet that long. That thought made me laugh inside until I realized the seriousness of our situation. I had taken my friends up the mountain to go camping, and one of our party was gone. That couldn't be good. Couldn't be good at all. And it wasn't. I could hardly tell when we were back to camp because the fire was almost out. Jason was leaned over trying to keep it going, and the girls were all huddled up in a group under a blanket trying to stay warm. I stepped on an old dry pine code and it made a large snapping noise and their heads all turned in our direction. We ran to them as fast as we could. What the heck took so long? Josie asked angrily. You worried me. We wanted to be thorough, I answered softly. I hadn't said a word in hours and my voice cracked as I spoke as I gave Josie a hug. No Marcos, Seth said, shaking his head. The girls started crying. The trip wasn't supposed to go this way. Seth sat on the ground and put his head between his knees and started rocking back and forth. He had remained cool the entire hike, but he was freaking out now. Maybe in that moment, reality was setting in. He continued like this for a while and started shaking even more. Teary-eyed Victoria of all people came up next to him and gently rubbed his back with the tips of her fingers, which had a positive effect. Seth barely looked up to see who was doing it. I walked over and I helped Jason restart the fire, as I knew there wasn't a chance we were sleeping right away and it was very cold. The flame sparked up quickly with help from my flint and everyone gathered around the fire. We have to go 
back into town and tell the cops, Ava demanded. No way, I disagreed. We can't tell the cops. We illegally went off-road with our vehicles and camped in a national forest without a permit and that we lost a friend. This is illegal, Josie said, stepping slightly away from me. Kinda, I didn't think about it. My dad and I always did it, I answered gently. Don't blame Isaac, Josie. We all agreed to do this, Jason's voice boomed. After a few seconds of thought, Josie thankfully stepped back towards me and grabbed my hand with hers. He's right, though. We can't go to town. Yes, we can, Jason's girlfriend disagreed aloud. No, we can't. If you want to go, you can go, but I'm staying to find Marcos at daybreak, Jason commanded. I halfway expected Ava to step away and start packing, but she didn't. She came closer to Jay and whispered something in his ear. She was staying. We plan to camp two nights, so we can at least last till morning and continue a better search, I said. We all agreed we would stay. There didn't really seem like there was any alternative. We sat around the flames for about a half hour when the girls decided to turn in for the night. The crying went on from their tent for a half hour until they fell asleep. You could see their shadows through the tent and they were all piling into Ava's inflatable bed after all. Seth, Jason, and I stayed by the fire to keep it going. We hoped Marcos would see it and find his way back. If not, we would certainly find him in the morning. We were so sure of that.